You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you we are going to talk about the free agent shopping list today uh matt schneidman wrote an article for the athletic and there are a lot of names on this list that i have heard um from packer fans about and so i thought hey look this is an easy way to address a bunch of these all at once because they're all in one place so go check out the article if you haven't read it Hey, uh, pause the podcast, go check it out, come back, we'll be here, I'll be on your device. Are you back? Great. (laughs) I want to start the show, though, uh, with a discussion about something that's going on in the NFL right now that is definitely relevant to the Green Bay Packers, and it is the control that star players are seeking over their situations and over the team. And this started with Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson was told by Texans management, by the ownership, that he would be a part of the process, that he would be involved in the GM search, in the coaching search. That turned out not to be the case. And for him, it was the last straw. He says, I want out. I get that. I totally get that. He is under contract, but they said this is what it's going to be. They did not hold up their end. And they went essentially behind his back. He's the face of the franchise, the star player, one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. And they have prioritized a a nothing person in the NFL in terms of NFL acumen, Jack Easterby, over Deshaun Watson. And if I were Watson, I would be saying, get me out of here. This is bogus. And this comes on the heels of, you know, whatever Aaron Rodgers said in, you know, his his post game, what's been going on here for the last year. We don't really know where his relationship is with the Packers. I'm not going to speculate about it. Clearly was not super thrilled with the Jordan Love draft pick. Would have preferred a receiver. And now these questions come up. And and one of the reasons why they've come up again is because Russell Wilson is in the news this week saying he thinks players himself in particular should have more say in what's going on with the roster. A lot to unpack here, but I think it's particularly important that we remember that Aaron Rodgers has not come out specifically and said, I want more say. He has not come out and said, 
I expect to be consulted on these things. Now, he has, over the years, advocated for players, advocated for re-signing players. And sometimes the Packers do, sometimes the Packers don't. And over the last few years, he has, he has taken a more passive approach in the public eye. And that is, hey, look, I get paid to play. They do what they do. And I think that's an important frame of reference. Some players feel that way. Some players don't. And I think when we look at what's going on in the NBA, you know, they're, they even, they're even calling it the player empowerment era with, you know, guys going, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be traded. Guys wanting to be in control of their own destiny, I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it. Teams can do it with players. Players should be able to say, look, this is not working out. Yes, you sign a contract, but it's really a flimsy contract. And in the NFL, especially when they're non-guaranteed contracts and you're putting your body on the line the way that they are, I don't have a problem with guys saying, look, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with Carson Wentz saying, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't have a problem with Deshaun Watson saying, I don't want to be here anymore. I wouldn't, in a vacuum, have a problem with Aaron Rodgers saying, I don't want to be here anymore if that's how he felt. I have been on the record over and over on this podcast saying, I don't think he will do that. And I still don't think he will do that. Here's where I think you run into problems. Let's say you had given Aaron Rodgers input in the coaching search. Would he have picked Matt LaFleur? Probably not, right? Probably not. Inexperienced, young, no proven track record. Yeah, the scheme is nice, but you know, if, if you had given Rodgers the option between Josh McDaniels and Matt LaFleur, my guess is he would have picked McDaniels. And maybe that would have been the right call. But right now, it looks like Matt LaFleur is a really good coach. And I bet a couple of years ago, if you poll the Browns players, do you, who do you want to be your next coach? They would have voted for Freddie Kitchens. Now, you know, maybe your perspective is, hey, look, the players get what they deserve. But that's not how the league works. That's not how a team works. That's not the structure of it. Aaron Rodgers has said and, and did say, look, I'm going to meet with Matt and, and meet with the people that I need to meet with. He does, I'm sure, offer input. Hey, I think the team could really use this or I think, you know, we could go in this direction with this thing. And maybe he even says, hey, you know who would be great? Julio Jones, whatever. I, I, I'm not, I, you know, just throwing that name out there. That's a name that Mike Silver threw out on the NFL Network. They have a close relationship. Maybe that is something that he said. Not going to happen if for no other reason than the money just doesn't make sense. Not the point. When we look at the way a team functions, there was a time when it was trendy to give coaches GM power. And enough coaches failed at it. And, and that is really to say all of the coaches failed at it. To the point that we decided this is a dumb thing to do. It's two positions. It's too hard to be in charge of both. You're just probably not going to be good enough at one or the other. Being a, being a good coach, there's like eight really good coaches in the league. And there's like five really good GMs. The chances of you getting one of those is already slim. 
the chances of you getting one guy who's both of those, basically impossible. It's not going to happen. The Packers happen to have a guy who looks like a really good coach and happen to have a guy who looks like a really good GM. Their support staff is very highly regarded. Russ Ball is an expert manipulator of the salary cap and um, a, a very good judge of value. They have handled the roster, especially in the purse strings, extremely well. Brian Gutekunst has, has pulled the right levers with free agents. Some high draft picks have really paid off, and this team is doing the right things. You can't let a star player say, this is what we have to do. We, we don't even let coaches do that. And coaches are, I mean, part of the offseason plan is they watch free agents, they watch the tape, and they submit a list to the, for the front office. This happens in Green Bay. Mike Patton told the story that they went to, to the, the Packers front office, Brian Gutekunst, and they said, hey, look, we'd love to get one of Preston Smith or Zadarius Smith. And Goody went out and got both. They were not expecting to get both. They were expecting to get one, and they got both. If Aaron Rodgers wants to come in with the coaches and watch the tape, I, I guess that's okay. But then where do you draw the line? Aaron Donald, is he going to come in and do it? Jalen Ramsey, is he going to come in and do it? Because their quarterback is not on the same level Rodgers is within that organization. And then how do you make those decisions? If you have a, a quarterback who wants to be involved wants to offer input. Hey, I think the offense could use X, Y, and Z. That's great. It's great. It really is. And if and if Rodgers wants to do that, and I want to add that caveat to all of this, we don't know what Rodgers actually wants to do. There's been a lot of speculation about what he wants. And I'm going to let Rodgers speak for himself on this. This is hypothetical talking big picture about the the right way to handle these situations if a quarterback wants to say hey look you know we really need someone with run after catchability to make these plays work i think the coach is going to hear that and go yeah you're probably right and you take that that to the front office and either you can get one or you can't and and the players who give that feedback need to understand it's just not always possible to do the thing. It's just not always possible to make those things work. Sometimes it is. This is a tough off season from a, a player addition standpoint. You can't go get Kenny Galladay. You can't go get Allen Robinson, not without giving up a lot on your end, not without, you know, asking Zadarius Smith to rework his deal David Bakhtiari to rework his deal. Not without cutting Preston Smith and, and Christian Kirksey. And maybe you have to make some difficult decisions. You have to let Aaron Jones go. And you have to cut Rick Wagner even though you don't want to. And then you can have a conversation about some of these guys. I mean, it's going to take a lot of work for the Packers just to get back to zero, much less under the cap where they need to get to. You can't let your star players hold your team hostage I don't think right now we see anyone doing that with, with the exception of Watson. And I think Watson is absolutely 100% justified handling his situation the way that he is. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to hold the team hostage. Either you get me help or I want out. I do not think he's going to do that. I don't think he's going to handle it that way.
And in part because I think he understands the difference between being a player and being a coach and being a GM. He's a really smart player. And he certainly has an impact on the game plan. What what he and Matt LaFleur did last offseason was vital. The calling of the playbook and the identifying of the plays that he liked. And, and there was a give and take. Matt LaFleur had to say, look, the, the pre-snap motion, you got to get over it. You got to get over it. And, and it's that part that I think when, when we look at player empowerment, and I think I think the players understanding their worth is a really important thing. It's just a really important premise that has not for a long time been a part of sports. And I think fans understanding that these are people and their contributions should be recognized is also important. But ultimately, his job is to play quarterback. And it's Matt LaFleur's job to coach him. And to get him to buy in. And so the concern is that if you start to give more responsibility than than being a player, the balance of power, and that's what it is, it's a power dynamic, shifts too far in the other direction. Because now if you are calling the shots in the front office and you are overriding your coach or you're railroading your coach, on what's going in the playbook because you're the quarterback and you have all the power. Patrick Mahomes could probably do it. If Patrick Mahomes went to the Chiefs owner tomorrow and said, you need to fire Andy Reid, guess what? Andy Reid would be on an ESPN set tomorrow. By the end of the day, he'd be gone. That's the kind of power that these players have for for good or for ill. And so I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, you know, you need to stay in your place. No, no, no. That's not what this is. I think that collaboration on all levels is important. And it is a vital piece of running a franchise at any level in any sport. Understanding that your star players are the heartbeat of your team. They are the lifeblood of your team. And if you can... Listening to them, especially when they are someone like Aaron Rodgers, when they are someone who understands the game so deeply and who has such deep connections to your team and saying, okay, we get it. We understand the problem is look what happened in Miami with LeBron James. They won a couple titles. LeBron advocated for them to pick a player, Shabazz Napier. They did. LeBron left, and it turns out Shabazz Napier sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. He's he's uh, probably a good guy. Not a very good basketball player. I mean, a fine basketball player. But wasn't good enough to take them to the next level, and he's gone now because he can do that. And, and good for LeBron, but bad for the organization. And the same thing happened in Cleveland. Hey, win a title. Hey, you got to pay Tristan Thompson a bunch of money. Okay, cool. Now I'm out. And I'm in LA winning titles and you're stuck with Tristan Thompson's contract. You got to figure out what to do with it. The, the organization is beholden to the organization. So you have to do what's best for the organization. And that includes... Collaborating with your star players. That includes making sure your star players are happy. 
But if your star player says, I want X, Y, and Z, and your front office goes out and does X, Y, Z, guess who's getting fired? Because guess whose job it is to acquire players? The GM. And if you want to, if you want to call plays, if you're a coach who calls plays and you let your quarterback call all the plays, if the plays aren't very good, guess who gets blamed for that? The coach especially with a beloved star quarterback. So there there are a lot of dynamics at play here. And I said this on Twitter. I don't have a good answer for it. I really don't. If Russell Wilson has a problem with someone in the locker room, absolutely. I think you should be able to go to your coach and say, hey, this guy's toxic. And this is why Matt LaFleur has a leadership council. You go to the leadership council. Hey, what do we need to get better? Hey, how can we make the culture better? Hey, are there people here who are not buying into the system? And how can we get them to buy into the system? Or is it too much? Do they need to just be gone? Apparently, that's what happened with Demarius Randall. He just needed to be gone. And so they made it so. There is, I think there's more going on behind the scenes than, than a lot of people realize with these conversations that are taking place. And we act like, oh, you know... The star doesn't have any say. Well, no, there's there's conversations. There's dialogues. The Packers know how Aaron Rodgers feels. It's still up to the team to make the best decisions for the team. And this is this is all a long way of saying, I do think it matters what Aaron Rodgers wants. We don't know what he wants. And for the hundredth time on this podcast, I'm going to say, I don't know what he wants. It is important that the Packers know what he wants. It's also important that the Packers do what they think is in the best interest of the organization, both from their own standpoint and understanding that if they don't do it and Aaron Rodgers is mad about it, that that has ramifications for the team as well. And that goes both ways. If you're going to be included, then your star player has to understand That, as the Rolling Stones said, you can't always get what you want. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. Buying car parts can be a hassle. It can be a real pain. You go in and you got to deal with some snippy guy behind the counter who's looking up parts on his computer. You have a computer. You have a smartphone. You have access to the internet. You can do this all on your own. RockAuto.com. They've got it. They've got it all there for you. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, makes, models. They've got tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. If you have a car, RockAuto.com can help you outfit it. Go to RockAuto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. So let's talk about this shopping list. I liked this from from Match Nodman. And he he laid out, you know, that they're going to be over the cap about 30 million, depending on where these numbers come in. Um, You know, they can free up about 8 million if they move on from Preston Smith. They can move off of 5.5 million if they move off of Christian Kirksey. Maybe Dean Lowry gets the axe, although they don't really have uh, a lot of depth at that defensive line spot. 
So I don't I don't think the savings there is is really worth what you're losing. Although I don't think Lowry is a great player by any means, but just the just the Preston Smith and Christian Kirksey moves, that's you know almost halfway to to fixing uh, this cap problem. My expectation is Kevin King is gone, Corey Lindsay is gone, and I wouldn't be surprised if both running backs. We're also gone. Jamal Williams just hired a new agent. Game on Wisconsin. Jimmy Christensen uh, broke that news. So could they be in the market for a running back? That was on the list here. Match Diamond has James White on it um, and former Wisconsin back. Not someone that Matt LaFleur has coached, but someone who is very similar in style to someone Matt LaFleur has coached, and that's Deion Lewis. Small, uh, I was going to say frisky, but um and that works frisky (laughs) um he is someone who is definitely a threat in the passing game and that's what that's what you're losing most with aaron jones i think is is number one the explosiveness the big play the home run hitting ability and and that is both in the run game and the passing game. James White can at least give you some of that in the passing game, the reliability. I mean, I thought he should have been the MVP of the the 28-3 Super Bowl comeback, and he's not the only running back on this list. Um, Le'Veon Bell is on this list. I don't think that's likely. Um, just from a style standpoint, that doesn't really make sense to me. Todd Gurley, that one's, that one's kind of interesting just because... You know, he he has played in the outside zone scheme, you know, formerly with Sean McVay. He has some experience in the passing game, although, I, you know, it's not like you're going to split him out and let him run routes. He wasn't bad last year by any means. I, I don't know that the fit is great with A.J. Dillon, but it, it is someone who could become cheap. You know, he's, he's 27, um, didn't get the big deal last year. I think more likely, if you're going to look at a Browns running back, I think Malcolm Brown makes more sense. Um, someone who at various points has looked like he's going to be the starter and just never really got there. He could be had for what I think is probably very cheap. And then if you can in the draft get that sort of scat back, you know, the the Gainwells, the Felton, some of these smaller guys who can can give you a little bit of that, that jitterbug juice um, where it's just, you know, you're a little guy who can give you a little passing game. A little explosiveness, maybe a little jet motion. Um, you know, the guys that, you know, the old football saying, like trying to catch a water bug with your hand. That's some of these, some of these running backs are like that. Um, I don't know why the, why the insect metaphor is always apt, but um, maybe because these, these backs are annoying for defenses. But running back in free agency seems somewhat unlikely to me. Uh, you can get a running back in the draft cheap, 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 cheap. So that would be my guess as to where they go in, in in that way. Corner is interesting to me. Corner is interesting. And and Schneidman has Richard Sherman on this list. I've got a lot of questions about Richard Sherman. If he wants to come play for the Packers at a reasonable price, sure. My thought is he wants probably more money. He said he wants to go to a good team. He's going to have options, I think, to do that. And I wouldn't be surprised ultimately if he lands in New York, especially if they trade for Deshaun Watson. And, you know, then then that makes it a no-brainer. You go, you go play with Salah. 
you know, he could go to Dallas and play for Dan Quinn, who's uh, obviously a coach he knows. He could go to New Orleans and play for Chris Richard, who's a coach that he knows. The other corner on this list is one we've talked about, Xavier Rhodes. I think especially if the Packers keep Jerry Gray, that there there is some some intuitive fits there. I also like the idea of Nikel Roby Coleman, who I think is a, a really good nickelback. I don't know why he didn't have more attention the last two times he's been on the free agent market. Slot corner it was was not as locked down by Shannon Sullivan as I thought it would be. And and maybe the Packers just think, look, he's a young player. This was his first time full year doing it. And maybe that's the thing that that, you know, you, you get that year two bump. I, I think you could make the case that maybe he's a safety dime safety. You move him to nickel safety and you've got three guys now who can play a little bit of everywhere. Uh, Quinn Dunbar was a name that that Matt brought up that I thought was interesting. Two years ago, he was really good for Washington and was not really that good in, in Seattle last year. But I don't know that the system was ideal for him. He's adjusting to that system with new players and was hurt, was hurt. That said, he's 29. So what, you know, what athletically does he have left? Is there the kind of upside there? I mean, when you look at what happened last year, Green Bay sides, Rick Wagner and, and Christian Kirksey, guys who are young enough that you wouldn't be surprised if they were able to, you know, not revitalize their career, but, but, but you know, outperform their contracts. I think Xavier Rhodes at 31 is probably still in that range. Some of these other guys, you know, like T.Y. Hilton, 31, like it just looks like the juice is gone with him. And this is something that I was talking about on Lockdown Today with with um, Lauren Cox yesterday. Excuse me, today. You know, Curtis Samuel's on here. Um, T.Y. Hilton. Um, I just, Corey Davis, maybe Corey Davis, but I think Corey Davis is going to cost way too much. I don't think Green Bay wants to make incremental improvements at receiver. I don't think they want to just get a little bit better. And it's exactly why they didn't go out and and draft, you know, someone in the fourth or fifth round who they go, yeah, this guy could be 15% better than EQ. They didn't want to make incremental improvements. They wanted to take a big swing to get a lot better. You know, this is the reason I was talking to Lauren about it is because that's how the Bears feel about quarterback. You know, they don't want to just get... Marcus Mariota or Teddy Bridgewater and come on and get a little bit better than Nick Foles or or Mitch Trubisky. They want Matthew Stafford. They want, you know, Deshaun Watson. Um, They want to see if they can get Carson Wentz. We know Carson Wentz has high-end traits. You know, maybe they go after Sam Darnold. They want to get a lot better at that position. I think that's where Green Bay is at receiver um, in terms of the, the free agency part of it. I think in the draft, they could be looking at some gadget players and and some people who can come in and fill a role but you you know you, you don't you don't need to give up big time draft capital for that maybe this is the year maybe this is the year i'm not going to hold my breath until we see them do it i'm not going to i'm not going to believe that they do it um some interesting names on the edge um tano kassenbaum is um a, an interesting name on the edge i think they'll draft someone more likely the the name that i really like actually is Derek wolf because he is someone who has played in Fangio's defense. 
he would understand what they're trying to do here. And I, I think he is the kind of five technique guy who can reduce down, can play in the base three, four, but then can reduce down and sub package and, and give them some pass rush juice, but is also a good run stuffer. I, I really like Derek Wolf. I thought they could have been in on him the last time he came up um, the last two times, frankly, that he came up on the market. So just names to keep an eye on there. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. The Super Bowl may be over, but there's still plenty to bet on. The NBA, the NHL, college sports, and baseball is going to be here before you know it. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Go to Bet Online and sign up for a free account. Use the promo code Locked On, and they'll give you a 50% welcome bonus. That is free money. Why would you not take free money? It's a free account. And then they're going to give you free money at betonline.ag with the promo code locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. And uh, we'll try and figure out what's going on with, with the Packers a little bit more. Uh, maybe we'll we'll have some understanding about Joe Barry. Uh, presumably, we're going to hear from Joe Barry at some point. I'm still waiting on that. Hear from Matt LaFleur, maybe about what's going on, and I think we're going to start to see some off-season schedules uh, formalize. We'll hear, you know, some some prospects are going to be working out at XYZ times, and some of this stuff is going to start to crystallize, so we'll make sure that you are up to date on all of that. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.